When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got, we, got a, we got a great show. We have a, a comic, Josh Johnson, who um, is a writer for The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Um, and he's a funny guy. I actually, uh, you know, a lot of the times with comics, you're like, uh, but this dude is hilarious. Uh, not that I'm like, uh, but it's just, I don't, as a comic, I'm a little jaded towards other comics. Not jaded, but I just like, it takes a lot to make me laugh. Yeah. Because I could also see where the person's coming from and see what's going on. And I've heard like a billions of jokes, but this dude, this dude's funny. Uh, really funny. So I'm excited to talk to him. Uh, cool. We got Jake Ellenberger, um, who is one of the best ever, uh, one of my favorite comics. And we have Kai, <laughs> Kai Boy, Kai Kai Boy, who is awesome. Uh, just won his fight, got into the UFC from Hawaii, uh, badass fighter, also a wrestler in college, state champ of Hawaii. Uh, his dad's a martial artist. His brother plays, I think, wide receiver uh, for University of Hawaii. Dude, just fucking born legacy uh, but let's talk about jake ellenberger and his weird mustache uh jake it just keeps getting weird uh, <laughs> what's what's going on uh is there, it feels like it's like survivor jake's face and, and your mustache just keeps like getting voted off your face i mean it's either, it's either shave it or let it go you know what i mean you got you gotta shave it i i, I all right no, i like it fuck it it's different i like i think it looks badass it looks like you've been in like a battle or something you survived like a battle axe to the face you know a battle with a what a mach three uh <laughs> so, actually a, a bear claw i gotta i got one of the you know i like it I'm yeah that's what it looks like i like it uh we, we got a lot of news uh in the last couple days actually since monday first of all anthony johnson has entered the usada pool again uh, at 205, which this dude has been in more weight classes than the Kardashian sisters, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh, I mean, just like he started off at 170. Like he had never actually made it, but that was his first weight. Was what? I mean, he fought Koscheck at 170 and 170. Then he balloons up to like we kept missing it. Then at 205. Then at one point he was like I think he was like 310, all muscle, like bodybuilder. This is a couple, like a, six months ago, and now he's going to be 205. He's a dangerous man, though. I mean, a- Anthony Johnson, I feel like when he's mentally there, when he's not – I know his last fight against DC didn't go very well, but I think his, his, his trainer left or something happened with him and Henry Hooft. And they, it was just one of those weird situations yeah. where the Black Zillions disbanded and it was just all kinds of turmoil. And I think he looks at his trainer as like a, a father figure. and it was, it, it was a mess, right? But when Anthony Johnson's on his game, the dude, like, look what he did to Phil Davis. I mean, he is a Ryan Bader. Look how good ba- – I mean, he's just knocking people the fuck out. He's yeah. a monster when he's there. 
Jake. No, for sure. I mean, it's funny when you, <laughs> you're saying about his weight, I, I, I sat next to him at a UFC uh, probably like six or eight months ago, but yeah, he was, he was big. He looked, he looked big. I was like, God damn, he's a, but not even like fat big. Just like, no, I know. No, no. Like lean, but he looked big. I was like, God damn, this dude can lift a house. Like, I really thought that he was the worst matchup for John Jones for a while. Before the DC fights. I know. And even the first DC fight, I don't think he almost had him out quickly. He hit him once. DC didn't know where he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I remember that fight. <laughs> but I, I thought that this dude could match up well against John Jones because he doesn't have amazing wrestling. He's a college wrestler, but he's got great defense. He's hard to take down. Yeah. Johnson, sure. Unless you're at Daniel Cormier. He hits so hard. His stamina could be a problem sometimes. Like, it seems like he could gas a little bit. But mentally is what his issue is. Either he shows up or he doesn't. But yeah. when he does, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, scary. He's a but problem. He's a guy, too. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like where you, like you're talking about where you're at, if you're in a good mental space, you know, where you're comfortable. You see guys even go up in weight class and sometimes do better because they don't have all that extra stress, that mm-hmm. weight-cutting stress, you know, just – I mean, he's a, obviously as you get older, it's like, you know, you're you're getting older and tablet slowing down, that kind of thing. It's like if if he's comfortable and, he, and, and he's I mean, in good headspace, he's I mean, harder than O'Malley's bong. I mean, he hits <laughs> he hits people so hard that Joe Biden remembers where he is. Like that, that's how hard he hits people. That's I'm pretty excited. hard, dude. But I'm I'm excited for Anthony Johnson because he's almost never in. A, have you ever seen a, a a boring fight that Anthony Johnson was in? Never. No, right? no. I mean. Has he ever – he's never been in a boring fight, ever. I thought he was going to be in bare-knuckle boxing. It's so strange. For the past, like, 50 bare-knuckle boxing events, he's, like, been, like, some, like, figure there. Like, he's, like, standing in the back. It's like there's, like, this big anticipation, like, that he was going to fight in BKFC, and it just never happened. Yeah, I think that something was weird about that. I and mean, then they were trying to, like, lure him in. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he was like, you know what? I mean, he would have killed somebody or he would have broken his hands in the first you know, eight, yeah. eight seconds. And, it's uh, probably a matter of, like, terms and pay, if they're going to pay him what he wanted, I don't know. But, yeah. But anyway, he's come, back to, he's come back to the UFC, is what you're saying. He signed with – he's back in the USADA testing pool. Okay. Uh, at 2.05, he's coming back. So he's slimmed down. I don't see how you – I mean, look, I even talked to Chuck Liddell over the weekend about Mike Tyson, and I was like, how does Tyson – I wonder he looked like Precious – Right. And now the guy looks like, how does he do that? And he, he was like, Chuck Liddell was explaining to me that when you're that type of athlete and like he is, you can get in shape really fast. Yeah. You don't need any performance enhancing drugs or steroids. <laughs> no, but he said that like, even Chuck, he said he loses 20 pounds. He's ripped again. He's shredded. Um, and I guess with Tyson, the same way, I guess certain people could just, could just do that. Huh? <laughs> Well, not me. Uh, I mean, there's some guys with yeah, like freak metabolism, and when they start training or getting a, you know, getting into a good routine, which you know, Ty- Mike's been working out for a while. You, you've seen him his workout videos and training and stuff like that. But again, I, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not going to make any accusations or assumptions. But the guy looks okay. Good. Well, answer me this, right? Because your old coach was Cordero, right? Yeah. So he's training with Cordero for a boxing match with uh, Roy Jones Jr. Now, Cordero is mostly uh, – is he a boxing instructor? Is he a kickboxing instructor? What is Cordero primarily? Yeah, he's, he's uh, traditional Muay Thai and kickboxing. Mm-hmm. So why, is he, why would he pick him to train him? I, I don't know, to be honest. I think he – yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, he's, he, I, I think it's more of let's, you know, let's get in shape. Let's, let's get a routine going. And I don't know. But as far as like. You think maybe the Brazilian supplements, like he has a link to people that have Brazilian. No? I don't think so. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. So uh, now John Jones retired at 205. He's relinquishing his belt. He didn't say Great. he's not going to heavyweight. He says, I'm retired. I'm focusing on my true love, cocaine. Um, so he, he's, he's retiring at 205. Now, so what does that mean? I, I think they're trying to make Steve Bay versus John Jones. That's what I heard. I heard that Dana White gave John Jones an ultimatum where he could either do a rematch with Dominic Reyes at 205 or go up to heavyweight and fight for the title against Steve Bay Miocic, which I think is what everybody wants. I don't really want to see John Jones just stick around. I'd like to see the Dominic Reyes rematch, of course, because I think Reyes won that fight, but. Like, if he, if he beats Reyes again, it's like, what the hell are you going to do? You beat literally every 205-pound human being on the planet. You got to go to heavyweight, you know? And who knows how many well, fights he has left, too? And let, let's keep it real. Like, at the end of the day, it comes down to paper you draw. Are, are you selling pay-per-views? And, I mean, let's – there's a lot more compelling fights at heavyweight than yeah. you know, a, a Stipe or, you know, fill-in-the-blank versus DC or versus uh, John Jones at heavyweight. Is it could be a much bigger pay per view, you know? No disrespect to like a Reyes, or that's not as big not of a fight. Like a bit, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how long are you gonna fight? Let's make the most of let's make so the let's most talk of about this because I don't know who wins the Stipe John Jones fight. At one point, I was thought that Jones was a terrible matchup for Stipe as far as like Jones is gonna be Stipe, but Jones has not been looking like the John Jones that was walking through everybody as of late. I mean, he he people thought he lost his last fight. The fight before it, the guy – didn't the guy tear his ACL or something and still – Oh, Tiago Santos. Yeah. Santos kind of like went the first round. Yeah. It wasn't ACL, but it was some kind of a weird injury, like, right? Yeah, with his knee. So, this is a different – this is not the John Jones that was destroying everybody and, and even doing those crazy things. Now, he's winning. He's a winner. He's, he's a winner. But Steve Miocic, John Jones, is a very interesting fight. I don't even know who I pick in this fight. That's why I want to see it. Isn't that why you want to see these fights? But let's sure. break it down, right? So we're going to go striking. I guess John Jones is a better striker if you t with kicks. But boxing, yeah. I would say Stipe. He was a Golden Gloves champion. Um, wrestling, you got to go to John Jones, although Stipe was a college wrestler. Yeah. I'm, I mean, me personally, I'm actually leaning towards Stipe in this fight because it's like – Time, time out is never a good thing. You know, just let's, let's talk about momentum is a real thing. And I mean, Stipe, he keeps getting, he's, he's put in the spotlight in these big fights, these massive fights, and he keeps winning. And I mean, he looked good against uh, DC, which DC is a, you know, that's, that's a tough matchup for anybody, even, you know, even, even Jones, you know, he's had some, some big fights, but uh, I'm leaning towards Stipe at heavyweight, man. I really am. I think there's something to be said about momentum. But, like, where do you let's, – uh, let's go – I know this is – it's weird to do that, but, like, where do you rank – okay, so we rank striking. Do we all agree that Jones has a favor or do we do the Stipe? Jones. Jones, because he's got unconventional striking that kind of yeah. flies. Overall striking, yeah, but boxing, yeah, Stipe. So we're going to go grappling. I mean, he, he's only a blue belt, John Jones, but he submits everybody. I mean, when he does these jiu-jitsu competitions, I don't think he's ever lost – uh, are we going John Jones or Stipe in grappling? I go Stipe in grappling. In jujitsu? Yeah. In wrestling? I think they, I don't think I don't think John Jones is gonna 
try to take this fight to the ground. I mean, if Stipe can go in there and have three fights with Daniel Cormier, who's like the best wrestler in MMA, I think, you know, Stipe has his good, yeah, but, but, good but, enough but look, credentials. But we look at John Jones knocked out DC, which I guess Stipe did too uh, the second time. And he also, uh, I mean, man, this is a tough one because it's, it's like, tough. so we go wrestling, MMA wrestling. I guess we go John Jones in MMA wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, John Jones has vicious, vicious ground and pound too. And I don't know. I don't remember the last time we saw Stipe do crazy ground and pound. I think well, was it was like, with Alistair. It's like, it's like DC. It's like, yeah, he's got great wrestling when he chooses to use it. Is right. He use it? Uh, yeah. We go time served. That's, that's John Jones, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah no, this is, it's going to be – it's good. I love it when I can't pick a fight. That's my favorite thing because that's when I'm like – that's when you want to see a fight. That's why we make these fights. So um, – I, I still – I would still like to see John Jones at heavyweight, though. I think that, that is more interesting to me. I'll watch, I'll watch him at heavyweight. 205, uh, you know, it's all right. It's, it's not as compelling. So they made uh, the Black Beast versus Curtis Blades. I love it. Uh, I get I got blades all day. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah. I black piece. It's just I'm with you. I it's it's weird. I've had so many fights where I'm like, all right, this is the guy. Like he's you know black piece is toast. You know what I mean? And he finds a way to win. There literally, it's like you, it, it's hard to just talk about skills because it's like he's not the beast is not the most skilled guy. But man, the guy he can explode. He he keeps getting better. He's been fighting more. He gets better, lose a little bit of weight, gets a little bit quicker. But man, every time I bet against him, he wins. So I know he's he is a very he's one of those dudes. Like he's exactly um, kind of like that with me. Like Ben Rothwell is like that for me. Uh, like yeah. Rothwell wins fights, and I'm like, he's not gonna win this fight. Even like Josh Barnett, he's not gonna beat Josh Barnett. And then he right. makes him tap to a titty choke. I mean, literally, I've never seen a guy mush his tits together and, and, and <laughs> fucking Barnett to tap. And Barnett's awesome. both have. What? And he does have a mean five-finger guillotine. Like, he, I, you know, he's been doing it forever. But that's, yeah, that was a, a very odd joke. But he's like, Literally, like I've, like, I've had women try to do it to me during, during bed. Now, here's this thing. So, uh, enough with the tweets with the, on the screen. It was funny at first. It was cool at first. Now they're getting ridiculous about it, okay? One thing, if it's, like, the champ, the, the, the guy he's fighting, like, calls him out. Like, I want you next or something. They had Paris Hilton last yeah. week in the main event, right? UFC fights, yay! I'm like, 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 is anybody going? Where does Paris Hilton think of this fight right now? I mean, at that point, might as well just pull up like Kanye West rants about the president or something that have nothing to do with anything, or just put some, some fucking some porn star up who's like, who want to see my tits? Fucking go fight, like, give me tokens or something, or join my OnlyFans. Because, uh, what are we doing here? Like, the only time I like that, though, is when it's other fighters giving their, like, scores for each round. Yeah. That's the only time I really like it. But it's always – even that, sometimes it's, like, other fighters' teammates. So the yeah, guy who's fighting true. always has his teammate winning for some odd, some odd reason. That is well, true. Well, I don't hey. – I mean, do we, hey. do we care what little pump thinks during the fights? <laughs> oh, but, Adam, you got to understand that the majority owner of the UFC is a talent agency called WME. So they're – you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're throwing their stars and, and you know – trying to create more buzz, you know? But they might as well just put, like, some put some porn star, like, you know, some, I don't know, uh, Alexis Texas, like, just fingered myself and have, don't even put the UFC. Just, I mean, at least that's, I'd be like, oh, well, Alexis Ving, I mean, that at least is, 
you know, I just think it's annoying. Plus, they never put my fucking tweets up there. I know, I got 78,000 followers. They got these guys with like eight, 80 followers. So I'm like, I mean, I grant you, they can't put most of it because yeah. it's ridiculous. But some of them you can. I was anyway. listening to uh, MMA Fighting's podcast, and they were talking about your tweets. They were talking about your one, um, uh, who is it, who lost, who's going to lose and then go fight for a heavyweight title, uh, Chris Weidman. Yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. loss away from a Bellator yeah, title I got shot. Five thousand likes. Yeah, okay. dude. I, the other one got like literally the one with Cejudo got five thousand likes. Uh, where I, I said that uh, Cody No Love uh, abstains from sex before his fights, which explains why Cejudo's so good, right? And <laughs> they don't put my fucking tweets up there, but they put like uh, you know Jim from fucking Jim from Fresno goes up there. Anyway, yeah. so. All right, so it also got announced uh, that Brian Ortega versus the Korean Zombie in October. This, yeah. I, look, Brian Ortega, one time, I was like, uh, I was walking to, <laughs> to the fight, and I saw Ortega, and I was like, oh, it's Ortega. And then I almost bumped into somebody, and they kind of, like, smushed me, kind of. And then he started laughing, and I felt like that fucking nerd in high school that got, like, a wedgie in front of everybody. So I'm not the biggest fan, but no. <laughs> but that was annoying. But the, I don't know how good Brian Ortega is. Because at one point, he looked like he was a world beater. And then Max Holloway beat him. But Max Holloway is awesome. But we haven't seen this guy in two years. And he wanted to fight the Korean Zombies translator, who's a rapper, uh, at a fight or something. Like, what's going on? I, I see him in commercials every day. I know he used to be in gangs until he found Modelo or something. But, like, <laughs> what do we think about this fight? Jake. It's interesting. No, I like it. I think uh, you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good test. Gonna be a good test. For, you know, that's not an easy fight for either guy. I think uh, or Ortega's one of those guys too. He can he can uh, he can fight, man. He's obviously incredible on the ground, and I think he keeps getting better. Um, but no, it's it's. I mean, that's a main event fight. You know what I mean? I think both guys both guys are impressive. Um, I'm actually I'm leaning towards Ortega. Have you ever trained with Ortega? Yeah, I've trained with him quite a bit. How how uh, how uh, good is he? He's good. He's very. Uh, I think he's under he's underrated in a lot of ways. But you know, again, when you're facing you when you're facing the top guys in the world, it's you know like like Holloway. I mean, shit, Holloway makes a lot of people look bad. But I'm saying, okay, yeah, of course. But like like when you train with like Benil Dariush, I remember that you were so high on him. You were like, this dude is gonna be the next big thing, right? And it may, you might be right. I mean, he's Knocking now he's fucking Darius Tyson. He's like K one Benil, right? Um, I remember when you trained with Pat Cummings. You were like Pat Cummings. You said he might have had a shot to beat Cormier at that time. You were like, I don't know, man. This dude is really good, Pat Cummings. Um, did Ortega give you that same sense of this is going to be a world champion one day or a future world champion? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, again, there's a lot of things you can kind of like take out of training. Um, but at the same token, it's like there's a lot of guys who are incredible. In the, I used to have guys when I trained in Nebraska that were, like, uh, incredible in the gym, like like amazing fighter. You know, you think they're, like, the best guy I've ever trained with, and then you, they, they, they can't put it together, you know. Under right. so, but, no, Ortega's clearly been one of those guys. Like, even early in his career, it was kind of like, he's good, but we're not sure how good he is. And – he kept finding, you know, Frankie Yeg, he kept finding ways to win. And so that, you know, he, he definitely has the, the mentality to be a champion. So, uh, but you have some amazing insight, man. Like, I mean, I could see why you do really well gambling because 
you talk, like when they announced that uh, Johnny Hendricks was going to fight Dakota Cochran in bare knuckle boxing, I'm like, Dakota's going to get killed. Johnny Hendricks has got hands of fucking guy almost knocked out GSP. He knocked out this guy. He knocked out that guy. And this, what's the name? Dakota Cochran beat him, like, like stopped him in like yeah. two rounds. Yeah. And you told me that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that? Man, it's, well, I, I trained with him quite a bit. And it's one of those things that some, some guys have those intangibles. I mean, he's like a power lifter when he's not training. Like, Dakota Cochran's strong as hell. And he's really, he's really good everywhere. Like, even training MMA with him, like, he's not, there's not one place where you're like, oh, he's not good here. He's good everywhere. But, um, but anyway, he, yeah, he hits so freaking hard. I was like, I'm, I'm, if, if he connects, he's going to put more. I'm like, Jake's, I'm like, Jake's obviously lost his mind. Uh, Dakota Cochran is going to get killed by Johnny Hendricks. And I was like, I was blown away. Uh, shout out to Dakota, by the way. Um, speaking of bare knuckle boxing, so Paige Van Zandt is officially signed with bare knuckle boxing. I don't know what she's thinking. Um, she's a beautiful girl. She's obviously a good fighter. She can make a lot of money in Bellator. She's, I don't know what, I mean, she must love to fight. And that's, but it just seems like, I, I don't get it. It's a multi-million dollar fight deal. Is that what she's that's why on? that's why she signed i'm gonna i'll go in the the heavyweight division of bare knuckle boxing right now for ten thousand dollars she I'll got a multi-million dollar you know that for a fact a multi yeah they have multi-million who's backing bare knuckle boxing uh fucking bill gates like how does <laughs> like i mean i don't know anybody that ever orders these pay-per-views <laughs> like it's like they usually stream it free on youtube or facebook i I mean, I think it's like $10 when I do buy it. Like, I know. Multi-million dollar, the page yeah. back then. Yeah. It is. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a big risk. It's a big risk on the promotion standpoint, but I think if, if that can lead to a lot more pay-per-views or generate sales, I mean, we'll see. But is anybody – I mean, people want to see her get hurt? Like, are people watching this to see her get her face fucked up? Like, uh, no yeah. one – like, Anthony Johnson, if he went on bare knuckle boxing, you'd be like, oh, he, he's going to murder somebody. Or Mike Tyson, when he boxes, you're like, oh, somebody's getting knocked out. Like, nobody's – people tuning into Paige Van Zandt to watch her get fucking – her face fucked up. Like, oh, she's going to bring a lot of – she's going to bring a lot of eyes, though, to, 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 to when she fights. I, I mean, who's – I mean, she's not really a knockout artist. Like, her, her knockouts are usually by kicks. If she does – or she stops people with ground and pound. Like, like what – are people just want to see a hot girl get the shit beaten out of her? Is that – Hell, yeah, dude. Isn't there better ways to spend uh, – I like Paige Van Zandt, and I, I, I love her husband. Great fucking dude. He comes on the show all the time. Austin. Yeah, They're yeah. both really nice people. Awesome, yeah. People. Um, maybe she just wants to prove that she's a badass, but I think she's already proved it. No, like, yeah. I, I don't think it's an ego move. I think it's strategically a, it's a, it's a, it's a money move. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. You know what I mean? So are we, are we, are, I mean, are people thinking that, like, scars are going to heal on her face? Like... I mean, Adam, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know what I mean? We'll see. <laughs> I mean, she's fighting Betch Cahaya, I guess, her first fight. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Wait, Betch is in the BKFC, too? Yeah. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard they signed Betch as well. Seriously? That's what I heard. That's the okay. word on the street. That's the word on the street. Doing. Is that even the same weight? I don't even uh, – what is Betch, 135, and she's 25? I don't know. Look, I'm a fan of Paige Van Zandt. I just don't know what – my, my first instinct is, what the fuck is she thinking? But I guess a million-dollar deal. She loves to fight. She wants to hit somebody in the face. I know. I've heard some rumors, too, 
as far as like the backing for for bare knuckle i've heard there's some big um some of some of the backers have made a lot of money in like cool either so i don't know something the mafia I, i don't know something like uh the porn industry or something where they've made a lot of money. So it's oh, like, speaking of which, by the way, uh, speaking of another awesome, uh, event, uh, on the, so there's a new event. It just got announced. It's going to be on uh, cam soda, which is a porn site. That's why I think about that. So, uh, have you heard about, uh, cam soda, uh, Jake? No, it's All like- right, cam soda. It's a, it's a, it's a porn site. I've never actually paid money into it, but it was the one they had one fight recently. I think they had, uh, What's his name? Fought in it. Um, Mike Perry's friend. The, the, the guy was in uh, PFL. Who, who am I thinking of? Uh, you know I'm talking about. The guy who got busted for great guy, huge guy. Oh, Wean Dog. I just I'm oh I just went to Cam Soda right now, so my mind is completely blank of because <laughs> of what I'm seeing. All right, so this is a porn website. I can confirm that it is a porn website. All right, so Cam Soda, a leading adult entertainment webcam, announced it's re-entering the combat sports world. They had one fight. Uh, oh, Alex Nicholson won in the uh, fight. Uh, he, he beat Rico Rodriguez in the last event. Rico Rodriguez, uh, obviously, okay. in, his, in his prime. Okay, so it's Fight Circus. The fights you've always wanted to see. August 22nd in Thailand. The card includes matchups opening uh, an openweight MMA bout between a super heavyweight and a middleweight. Two inexperienced brothers against one ex- experienced fighter. All right, so Jake, that's you and your brother could fight in that. Um, the two best friends against the MMA fighter, two bare knuckle fights with headbutts, one a woman's fight and another a men's fight, and a bantamweight Muay Thai coach against a heavyweight boxer in a boxing match. Uh, it's all going to fightcircus.com. Donations will be collected. It goes to COVID relief and probably mental health for anyone who <laughs> uh, So, and, and then the, the main event's gonna be former WBC super heavyweight world champion Stephen Banks against 300-pound Australian Sam Cassidy. This is called Fight Circus. Uh, are you excited about this, Jake? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see two brothers uh, fight a fighter. And uh, I, Dog, are we going to have to cover this? Oh, dude. I love watching videos where people are on the brink of death. And especially when it's, you know, it's legal. I'm pretty sure this is all legal, right? This is a different country, Thailand. It's in in Thailand. Yeah, Uh, so I like all this crazy, very um, unethical, unhumane shit. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, well, uh, by the way, Jake left. That's how bad. Shang, where were you? It's fucking noon. You said 1230. No, I did not. Look at the text. You ready? You sure? Yeah, uh, hold on, let me see. No, I, yeah, I thought it was 12.32. Hey, brother, want to do the podcast Wednesday at noon, Saturday, 7.07. You ready? Yeah. You sure? Are you sure? You sure with that? No, I said tomorrow we have 12.30, TJ Laramie, coming in at 12.30. But the podcast... We have, I looked at it, it said 12.30. It says here, 12.30. I know, but before that, it says noon. That was just the schedule of when people are coming on. I should have said that. Oh, there he is. That was it's my no fault. No big deal, boys. That, no big deal. That was saying that was that was actually my fault. I should have said uh, it was at noon. I did say okay. It was my fault. I didn't make clear. You're right. Shang is here. So Shang, we're talking about uh, a couple things. Shang is happening. What's so, up, uh, JP? So, Good to meet you online. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you, man. First of all, yeah. Shang, how are you? 
I'm good, man. I'm I'm, I'm very disappointed with the fights this weekend. Uh, but I'll, shut up, shut your mouth, shut your fucking pie hole, brother. No, man, I was like, but I, I knew the one fight I was gonna go the way it was gonna go. We said every fight was gonna go. We said Steve A was gonna be Cormier. I think, yeah, but I just thought Stipe not using his wrestling, didn't shoot enough. Didn't, he, there was so much that he could have done. What do you mean, Cormier, not wrestling? Cormier, not wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that's your strong point. And I fuck all that. If, if, if you can stand up a bang with a person, that's fine, which he could. But he knows he's a stronger wrestler, and he should have fucking used it. And he didn't use it. He tried it, his ego or what? I don't know what the fuck. And the eye poke was no joke. His eye was fucked. I think, I think in the second round, when he didn't know where he was, and he asked the corner, like, where am I? Uh, what happened? I think the fight was over at that point. As far as, like, you know, he took him a while to figure out where the fuck he was. Uh, Jake, have you ever been hit and you didn't know where you were? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just uh, said, or, yeah, pretty much. Uh, in training a couple times, yeah. But what about, dur- yeah. What about during the fight? The last one in recent memory when I fought Masvidal, he hit me with, a, I think it was a three, I don't know, a combination Three piece and uh, a soda. Yeah, he made a combination, and I, and, I, and I had stars for a second, and I was like, "God damn!" Because he's 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 a lot faster than than you than he looked. Like he's deceptively fast. But uh, right, that was that's what I can remember in recent memory. Wow. So I mean, now now obviously that changes the fight, right? I mean, that's got to be like one of the worst feelings in the world is waking up and not knowing where the fuck you are, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah you gotta hit reset real quick or hopefully there's a there's a round a minute between the rounds you know yeah so you can get a, get some uh, like get your faculties together yeah exactly <laughs> so all right another thing uh, now it turned out that um, what's his name ankle was not broken um, our our boy uh, Sugar Sean now some people say he should have kept fighting his ankle was out I mean his knee was out he had one leg. I don't. I think it was actually a pretty good stoppage by Herb Dean because it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. He was just getting to get pounded. I don't yeah. think he would have won with one with laying on the ground with one leg. People were mad at Herb Dean, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, I, I feel so bad for Herb Dean lately. I feel so bad. Every single fight he refs, he gets some shit on the internet, and most of the time, I I side with Herb Dean. You know what I'm saying? Uh, aside from that one fight in England. And also the, uh, I think it was the thumbs up that Uriah Faber did back in the day when he gave somebody a thumbs up and he was like, Herb stopped it anyway. I would say <laughs> for the most part, I don't like, you got to just round those off because he's, you know, refed hundreds of thousands of dollars. And he's, 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 he's a good ref. Uh, well, yeah. I think we're getting, we're getting Zoom hacks. Um, now, what, now, do you consider that, Jake, a, a loss by O'Malley? Because I thought he was winning that fight up until that point. He rolled yeah, his they- ankle. Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's one of those things. Like, I mean, injuries happen, things happen. It's 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 a full contact fight. It's it's unfortunate. I mean, that definitely you know will end will end a fight. But uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, it, it is. You know, did he get beat up? Did he get beat? Uh, you know, that's that's debatable. But uh, it's you know, it's still you know you win you lose. Yeah, but I, I guess they're on raised. I saw his. I you saw his foot turn in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It turned like this, and then it kept going. I went, ah, what the fuck? I, I've torn my – I fucked my knee up, but, you know, it was different. I, I felt it afterwards. I think because when you have a lot of adrenaline, sometimes you'll keep going. Yeah. And my knee was fucked up, and then afterwards, my knee looked like the size of Tyson's head. Like, <laughs> no, it was – I was like, what? It was like, what the fuck? 
Did y'all yeah. put a small baby in my knee? What the fuck? Yeah. It was that bad. But during, I was like, I kept going. But then afterwards, it was like, I'll never do that shit again. This is bullshit. Dude, by the way, a friend of mine went up to Mike Tyson a couple days ago and was like, Tyson, man, you know, you're going to kill Roy Jones. Are you sure you should be doing this? And Tyson said, don't worry. He's going to be so rich. He's going to afford a really expensive wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, Mike Tyson I, got that helter-skelter look in his eyes. He I, still like think Roy, I still think Roy Jones wins this fight. I'm sorry. I think... Tyson gasses out after two rounds, and Jones takes it. Jake? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Man, there's so many things with this fight. Like, with with Tyson, I mean, he's he's almost like he, he's trying to be somebody everybody wants him to be. You know what I mean? Like, not, I, yeah. You see him in interviews when he's like, he's like, I don't, I don't even know who that guy, you know, and he used to, like, really be, say some crazy shit, but. He's like, I don't even know who that guy is. I don't even like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, he, he says that. So it's like, is, then you're like, are you even in the right mindset to be that guy? You're trying to be that guy everybody wants you to be. You know what I'm saying? So, again, this is a, this is one of those, it's a money fight. Yeah, just I, that's what I felt with um, Floyd Mayweather. Everybody was like, no, man, McGregor could get him. I'm like, no, this is a money grab. Yeah. My friends are arguing with me. I'm going, no, it's a money grab for McGregor. It's a money grab for, uh, well, I don't know, Floyd Mayweather. How many more money grabs can you get after yeah. Pacquiao? But no, I mean, I, I literally was like, I don't think he had a fucking shot at this. Uh, so and Chad, then at the end, you started seeing him bobbling his head back and forth through the ring. Like he was yeah. like, yeah, I knew it. I'm a fan of Connor, and it's like, okay, are you you have to get him out of there. Are you going to be able to get Floyd Mayweather out of there? Well, 49 guys in front of you haven't. So there's nothing that's going to lead me to believe that you're going to get him out of there. I'm rooting for you, Connor. I'm rooting for him. But, hey, that was a money grab. So, Shang, so this weekend uh, in Miami or in Thailand, Fight Circus is going on. Uh, it's in Thailand. Uh, <laughs> the card includes matchups. You know, fight overweight. Island, Fight Circus. What the it's, fuck? It's an overweight MMA bout between a super heavyweight and middleweight, two inexperienced brothers, against one experienced fighter, two best friends against an MMA fighter, two bare knuckle fights with headbutts, uh, one, one's a woman's fight, another a man's, a Muay Thai coach against a heavyweight boxer in a boxing match. Um, and also the main event's going to be uh, former WBC heavyweight world champion Stephen Baines and 300-pound Australian Sam Cassidy. Are you going to watch this? Fuck no. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? Well, yeah. <laughs> It just sounds like a clusterfuck. It doesn't, come on, it doesn't sound like a clusterfuck. And then after that, we're going to have two dwarves do a grappling match, and their arms aren't really long enough to really grapple good, but they're going to grapple as best they can. Get the fuck out of here. Head butts <laughs> and all that other goofy shit. Now, that's called pandemic boredom. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's, uh, let's just have some, why don't my grandfather fight? My grandfather fucking fought the middleweight division, but guess what? My grandfather can't fight. Well, one, he's dead, but still, <laughs> he was alive. Yeah, he used to fucking punch me all the time and shit. And I'm like, Pops, you're old now. I'm going to hit you in your Kolosky bag, you old bitch. And, it's going uh, to be on a porn website called Cam Soda. It's, oh, God, that's even worse. Wait, that's is it funny. free? No. So uh, uh, Israel Adesanya says he's happy to follow John Jones to heavyweight. I think that's a bad idea. I think he's too small for heavyweight, Israel. Uh, John Jones cuts. I mean, he's about 230 regular. Two, goes 205. 
Israel is not a big guy. I think it's a bad idea. He's tall, but he's not thick. He doesn't have that density that it takes to, you know, be yeah. a heavyweight, I think. I think he's skilled, but he, I think that that weight, no, I think that's just silly. I think that uh, Jones and Stipe would be good. I yeah. still think Stipe would beat him. I think that Stipe would win. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about that. I mean, it'd be good. So this week, this Friday. I love these guys. I, I think a lot of these guys just they, they take their temp they take the temperature on like how are people going to respond you know could this be a big fight you know what I mean is it compelling it's going to sell pay per views at the end of the day these guys are fighters they want to see how much money they can make it's like John Jones going to heavyweight there's a lot of compelling but matches. Hey, how does it work for you right does the UFC send you hey these three guys we want you to fight and then you pick the one you want the most no not typically typically they'll bring you like a specific opponent. And so this is who we're thinking about, or, you know, if you, the t- more so the timeline, if the timeline works out, Hey, are you, you know, six weeks, you know, next month, two weeks, whatever. So. Now, uh, did, did you know people that kept saying no to you? Were there people? Stop it, man. Let, me <laughs> Let me finish my thought. All right, go on. But, I mean, guys like Adesanya, he's one of the handful of guys who get pay-per-view points. You know what I mean? He can make a lot of money. So, okay. Of course it, it's, it's like, <laughs> It's like we know talking about he'll fight a heavyweight for ten, you know, for a certain amount of money. It's like dude, these guys will they'll fight it. They're their fighters. They'll fight at any weight, like to make multi million dollars. Are you kidding me? Like, of course, one eighty five, two hundred five. The number don't matter. So they're taking their temperature on all these how the how people react. Oh man, they're gonna see Adesanya at heavyweight. We're, no, we're not. I mean, you know, they're gonna try to get the UFC to make some, you know, to make some stipulations to to try to make it happen if if there's a huge need for it, but. I don't buy it. It's media attention. Yeah. That's Shane, when you got locked up, did you get any jail fights or no? That's hilarious. Why you <laughs> about what is what is uh, uh, talk about uh, me being a good dad? What about oh, that? You are a good dad. I just want to know like why don't you bring up the fact I cured some crippled kids? How about that? Okay, fine, fine. Right. Right. I was I, I know somebody must have stepped to you. Right, and you. Oh uh, well, hey, you know what? Don't like to talk about that. Really. Okay, all right, okay. Not right. a good time in my life. <laughs> hey, why don't we talk about the time of my divorce? Why don't we go on that on the MMA roasted? You motherfucker, you. Who <laughs> <laughs> was that? Like, hey, man, remember that time you got kicked in the balls? Yeah, man. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, let's reminisce. Fuck, I'm not reminiscing about fucking being back against the wall. <laughs> it is the dumbest I, shit I, in the world. I, I, but I, let's I, talk about the legitimate ones. No, I. The only time that I was. Like, when I've seen situations, I was going, um, this is how old I am. Like, this is, you're so much younger. Oh, everybody's so much younger than me. With PKA, it was basically, you would know there were people that were monsters, and it didn't matter because they're like, you're next. And so for me, I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, I don't know if other people feel that way. That's why I'm not the same for me. Because some people, I was like, this motherfucker's going to hurt me, and I'm never going to have kids. Like, there's certain people I think are scary. Like, right now... And Donald to me is scary to me. Like, I would never, I, if he bumped me and took my fucking salad in a line, I'd be like, man, enjoy that fucking salad. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, he's, he, does, is it just me? Does he seem like no, no, he's been on this run where it's I, like, I've if he hits you, it's a wrap. No, I've seen next to heavyweights before, like guys like Josh Barnett, like big, Roy Nelson. And, you know, they're, they're big, but they, they got some fat on them. And Gano must be like 7% body fat because he's fucking huge. And there's no fat on him. It, it's like mm-hmm. that dude 
it's, it's like being with like a fucking Greek god. I mean, you're just like, holy shit. It's like, yeah, it's like when Thanos was fighting Hulk and they were like, when they went to stop him, they went, no, wait, let him enjoy it. But, like, but, Jake, that's what I but, but Jake beat him in sparring. Right? And Ganu? Mm-hmm. No, it's. What happened when you guys sparred? You, you told this last time you beat him. We've never. No. <laughs> Adam. I've never sparred with France. And got I've, oh, okay. I've, All right. I've seen him train. No, we have a little bit of a discrepancy there, Adam. Just about. Oh, no. You said Randy beat him. You said Randy beat him in sparring, right? You said you were there. I said they, I said they trained together. That's what I said. Okay. All right. Come on. we got to get some. Yeah, you know what? A lot of times I've found that if you talk to people that have fought, you don't want to talk about the shit that happens during training. All right. You know, it's like that. Like, even if somebody did beat you, if you roll with somebody and they beat you, you still don't want to. Yeah, we don't really want to talk. About I know, it. but he gets really uncomfortable and it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, you like making him You are. Good. What do you yes, do? Like, like, yeah, I like when you're uncomfortable. I like pushing his buttons. It makes me laugh. That, <laughs> that's fucking me. I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, no, I've seen you. I've worked with you. I've been on the road with you. I've seen you. I'm bored. I'm bored sometimes. I'm just like, you know what? Let's just fucking see hey, what happens if you do. How did that debate go last week? Oh. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a, it was a fuck show. That's what it was. It was, it was like, it's like, I don't even want to talk anymore because Trump rubbed my body down with oils and made me feel better. And then he got off, he to get off. I'm like, not that I'm making fun of him. I don't want him ever. Oh, no, dude, I still get texts from him to, to send to you about Black Lives Matter videos, and I'm like, I'm not gonna send it to him. Oh, he can, he can, he can send it directly to me, but I don't want to run into him either. I think that, <laughs> no, you know what, I think that the reason I get fighter, like, I think I did it, you know people that you join Taekwondo and you join Jiu Jitsu because your dad thinks it's a good idea, Yeah. that type of shit, but you know that eventually this shit is not for you. Like, even when you start going in like tournaments, you go, I don't know if I want to be in an Epsom salt bath for fucking two nights. Right. I just, like, after a while, you start going, you know what? Jokes feel easier. Yeah, you know, of course. But, yeah, me. I, but that's why I give so much props to the guys that are out there swinging it for the fences. And even when I was watching the fights this past weekend, I was sitting there going, I still give them props, but fuck, that ego part of it, if I, if I Pike Chance ever kept going, I'm telling you, fuck all that ego shit. Get the win. Yeah, the more wins you get, you then you can leverage your money. So Jake, um, after you, like, what were some of the weird texts you got after you won and after you lost? Oh, oh just really quick to, to add to what you're saying. Like we were talking about this last week. I know Wing Dog too. We we're like, DC had more ways to win, but we we're talking about is he going to stick to the, the game plan? Is he, can he can he stay with the strategy? Right. And not you know what I mean not alter from that. And sure enough, you know. Because it's like, dude, you're a two, you're you're an Olympian. You're probably arguably the best wrestler in the sport. You know, top three easily, easily the best. But it's like, dude, take him down, beat him up. Like you can do the. You know, look at Chael Sonnen, Anderson Silva, one four and a half rounds. He did it. You know, don't tell me you can't do that too. Well, at the same at the same time, Stipe is like a foot taller and was a college wrestler. Anderson Silva was a jiu jitsu guy versus. You know, uh, I, I understand. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, like a striker. Four and a half rounds, he was getting mopped. Let's be real. No, he that's was. We're talking about, talking about whether or not it was easy enough to take him down. That's what I'm talking about. You talk about Anderson Silva's jiu-jitsu, I mean, wrestling defense, which was great because he beat a lot of wrestlers versus Stipe's wrestling defense. We have never seen anyone take Stipe down and hold him down for a long time. But no one's really tried. I mean, eh, a couple. But I'm saying DC is arguably the best wrestler in the sport. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I, 
and I'm not saying it'd be easy. Certainly wouldn't be easy. The guy's, the guy's a champion for a reason, but you know, I, I thought if he didn't stick to a strategy like that, it wasn't going to go his way. So some fights this week. Uh, we got Ryan Bader versus Vadim Nemkov. Uh, Ryan Bader is like, went to Bellator, went like nine and one. His yeah. last loss was to Anthony Johnson. Like he hit him so hard, he went on like a 12 fight winning streak. Like, that's <laughs> fucking how hard this guy hits. But, I mean, Bader, you talk about a guy who's looked better than ever. I don't know if, if it's mental. I, I remember the one, I think it was, the one thing on Bader, the knock on him was mental. But I was at the fight versus him and uh, Machida, right? Obviously fighting Machida, is a unique experience because you're fighting a, a karate guy who's moving backwards the whole time. And it's hard to fight a guy like that. Now the crowd all started booing. Everybody in Sable Center, boo, boo. Now, a guy who was at a better mental place than Ryan Bader would be like, fuck this crowd. I don't care. Let him bring the fight to me. Instead, Bader's like, I don't want to hear boos. I'm going to shoot in and boom, he gets knocked out, right? So that was the old Ryan Bader. This new Ryan Bader, is just uh, on a fucking different, I mean, destroying Matt Mitrioni, knocking out Fedor, knocking out King Mo, uh, just running through everybody. This dude, Vadim Nemkov, though, is also a beast. He beats Phil Davis, beats Rafael Carvalho, I think in like two rounds, that, like, submits him. This is a good fight. And of course, it's Bellator, so they keep it all secret. Uh, because they like to do VIP showings where you have to like know a code and and talk to someone's grandma to fucking find out how to order it and stuff. But uh, this is a very under the radar fight. Who do we like in this fight, Jake Allenberger? It, it's a great fight. Uh, I think you know I, I'm gonna go with Bader. I think he's the guy's been on fire. He's got a lot, a lot of momentum and like even with his age, he keeps he keeps getting better. So uh, that's a tall that's a tall task. I think. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a short fight, but I'm going to go with Bader. Shane? Yeah. I mean, I think because Bader, I, I hate, I'm going to say it, he, he's got the momentum, but I don't know, that motherfucker he's fighting, he wrestles dragons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I'm like, when I say that, no, he's a, like, he's like, no joke. Like, he's yeah. no joke, but. Thursday, by the way, I, Shang, you're one of my favorite comedians. All these people that are like, Fuck Antifa Shang. Fuck you guys. Shang's my guy. As long as he's going to be on the podcast. I'm not, so. I'm not with, why do they say I'm with Antifa? You just guys making shit up. I'm not <laughs> with Antifa. I think Black Lives Matter is fucking, I don't like the website and the ploy of what it is. But yeah, being black, I kind of go, yeah, Black Lives should matter a little bit. Uh, uh, here, here's my opinion. saying that could matter. Black Lives matter. Obviously, please. That's like you said, like your daughter, little girl. If you have a little daughter and you say, little girls matter. And somebody says, oh, fuck you, bro. Don't say that. You'd be like, wait a minute. They do. Right, right, right. Yes. Right. Well, speaking of Black Lives Matter, uh, we have a really, wow. really is that Was that a segue? Did you just wow. do that? We have wow. a, a hilarious comedian. Um, and uh, he's like, his dude's hilarious. I, I watch his stuff. Uh, and he's really funny. Been on the, the Tonight Show. Is a writer um, for The Daily Show. Towards with Trevor Noah. Funny as hell. Josh Johnson, how are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. He no gave all your credits. He didn't even say sex trafficking, which I think is bullshit. Sex <laughs> trafficking? Yeah, you should put that in there since you bring it up like kind of weird shit. Like, <laughs> the, I'm just coming in, so I have no idea what's happening. But that <laughs> I've been here for the whole show, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, like, oh, hey, man, how was it when, uh, you know, 
what was that rape thing going for you? Like, oh, that's not what I said. I, I, I know I'm fucking with you. you first, of, first of all, you went on stage. First of all, okay, clear Shang, you went on stage, and I used to open for you, and you told the crowd. A lot of you guys are like, where you been? And you're like, I had to go away for a little bit, but I'm back. So you told the crowd that. I know, but I haven't done that bit so in now, a long time. So, so you said it. that. So that's why I said, if you got any fights. If you didn't sit, tell the whole crowd that every show, I wouldn't you have. You probably wouldn't have asked me. Okay, I agree with you. you you're, you're right. So what's up, okay. Josh? All right. Not not much. I, I had no idea that there was a long-fought battle going on. No, there's not. We're just, we're just idiots. No, we fuck with each other. I've, I've, I've been in cornfields doing shows with this man, so I'm good. Yes, of course. So, uh, so, so Josh, man, um, are you an MMA fan? Yeah, yeah, big one. Nice, because I, I, I watched some of your your comedy, and you said that you were a theater major. And oh, were, yeah. And you were terrible at sports. I'm I'm terrible at sports, but I love watching other people do them. Oh, that's good. I, I guess you're leaving the show. Well, yeah, that was great. You Thank go. you, Josh, for coming to the <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. So, oh, um, he's back. He's back. So who are some of your favorite fighters? Um, You know, I'm a big fan of Izzy. I think Israel Adesanya is like a, a definite new wave. And it's like, uh, it's nice to see somebody that puts together both the like showmanship, but also the the level of like strike acumen that he has is, is, is incredible. And I'm excited for his fight with Paul Acosta. And then I, I can respect Henry Cejudo while still cringing at everything that he says. I think that he's, he's a phenomenal fighter. And I think that the retirement is fake and I kind of hope it is, but at the same time, I think like, you know, if he did retire, he, he went out on top, which is nice. Very few people get to say that. So who do you think wins, by the way? Let's uh, let's let's go around the around the, the horn here. Uh, Israel or Costa? I think Israel. I, I just the way that I see Costa, and I'm not you know a fighter by any means. I I, I swing for the fences like an idiot, and and my jujitsu is terrible. I'm I'm a white belt, and I get choked out every time. But I will say that the way that I've seen Paulo Costa fight is very reckless and heavy-handed and he's he's kind of heavy on his feet he's not he, you know he's not nimble and he sort of telegraphs everything um i think even his fight with romero i kind of in my head gave it to romero i think that you know he he hits really hard and he's fought i was there actually at msg when he fought johnny hendrix and uh, it was an incredible fight to watch, but you're also talking about a different Johnny Hendricks than Johnny Hendricks, the champ. So I think that some of his highlight reel and some of his accolades are a bit convenient for the time. I think he caught some people on their way out, and I think he's been able to beat some people who don't necessarily have that that top 10 breakthrough. Um, so I think Izzy's going to be a different scenario for him. Jake? Yeah, I would agree. I think... Israel's definitely the the more when it comes to fight IQ, hundred percent I'm gonna go with Izzy. But uh, you know, Polakos is dangerous and and uh, he is he's a little bit wild, but he he does seem to be a, a bit flat footed. Um, and I, I, he certainly hasn't faced the competition that uh, you know that Israel's faced. So I, I'm gonna go with Israel by uh, maybe like fourth or fifth round stoppage. Wow. I think he gets him out of there though. Shang? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I I never liked Ricky Martin. 
Uh, <laughs> no, he reminds me of like if Ricky Martin ate another motherfucker. Like if, <laughs> like if Ricky Martin said, you know what, and they just ate it. Dude. Um, I just, I, I want him, I want him to lose, but I feel like he's just that forward motion, that movement, that aggression. He is heavy-handed. I don't know if Izzy's ever been hit that hard like that from a dude with that kind of power. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to give it to uh, Ricky Martin. Wean dog. Am, am I the only one here that likes Paulo Costa? <laughs> I love this dude so much, dude. Costa that I went to. I think he. I mean, I definitely agree with Jake uh, and Josh that Izzy has an amazing fight IQ, and I think that's going to be a huge advantage for Adesanya. But something about the way Paulo Costa just ran through Yoel Romero was just so impressive to me that I have to give him the slight edge because I think. Paul Costa does not give a fuck if you're a great kickboxer, if you're gonna, if you're great at throwing body kicks, leg kicks. Paul Costa doesn't give a fuck. He eats leg kicks for breakfast. You know, he puts leg kicks in his fucking cereal. You know what I'm saying? So I think Paul Costa is gonna put on a great show, and I think he might get the knockout win. So, so Josh, uh, yeah. years, what's it like touring uh, with Trevor Noah? Uh, I mean, the the bit that I've been able to do is absolutely amazing. You know, yeah. one of the big one of the big motivators for me wanting to not only get better, but get, get to a point where we live in a world where COVID isn't like in and behind and around every sentence is to resume some of those shows on that tour was absolutely incredible because it was the biggest crowds I'd ever performed for. And it was great to see that the things that I do at the cellar work on a massive scale for a bunch of people who don't know I'm coming. That's, right. that's the best part. Dude, I watched um, your stand-up, and I watched your, like, your first Tonight Show set, which was good. Then I watched your set on Comedy Central, which blew me away. Oh, and thanks, I, man. I, just, I, I saw your, your evolution a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Of, 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 first, it was good. You're like, I'm short, a lot of short jokes. I'm like, okay. But the second, I was like, I, you're like, I feel like I'm not a black person. Like, I, just, it was, it, I was like, this is the most, some of the most brilliant comedy I've seen in a long, long time. Not the first one was bad. It was good. But no, I like, no, I appreciate oh, it. I know what you really mean. Been working on your well, why, didn't, why didn't you ask him about your on tour? What about the, the hookers and cocaine? What about that? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're on tour, uh, Trevor Noah, big crowds, whores, cocaine. Tell us. Come on, man. Don't uh, you fuck yourself. You know what? You're being selfish. You've changed. There's, there's nothing. There's none of it. Come on. There's got to be I hot mean, women. There's, there's got to be hot women at the show. Stop it. Yeah, in the crowd, but not like. I don't know. It's not this uh, rock star type of experience that I think people. No whores. You did not one whore. Okay. <laughs> nah. Yeah, you know what? Okay. I like your stand up, but you're not being truthful. I mean, I, I, I hate it that I have to disappoint you. Like, like <laughs> honestly, I, I wish I had a story for you, but there's none. Uh, first, Jake. first, you go for Izzy, and now you say this. Uh, Jake, before you were, um, Jake, before you were, uh, uh, married, and you know, when you went to Omaha and you fought in those those cornfields, those women was it the, all the farmers only women? They must have like, it was crazy, right? All right, thank you. That was Jake. Wow. <laughs> 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 he just left. <laughs> no, it probably just fell out. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Perfect timing, though. Right when you finish your question, <laughs> you just dips. <laughs> oh, well, there he is. Oh no, no, oh. We, actually, we have Kai Kamaka here. Uh, How you doing? Uh, he's up, Kai's, Kai? wearing, Kai's wearing a mask during the interview. This is uh, this is awesome. This, uh, so, hey. well, he's in Target. Uh, Kai, how are no, you? Man? 
I'm actually, oh, my friend is, he cuts hair out here, but he's in barber school, so I'm kind of just waiting around to get my hair cut. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, man, there's nothing like an interview while someone's getting a haircut with a mask on. So, uh, by the way, congrats on your, your fight last week. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you, you look, did your thing, man. You really dude, did. That, that was, was, was that the happiest you've ever been after a fight? No, not, I, I, I don't, I'm not really happy after my fight. I don't know. Maybe it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of more relieved to get the fight week. And then, but I wasn't really like happy. It was like, I kind of take it like, um, like with a Brett Metcalf mindset, like, you know, like I expect to win. So I wasn't really happy. I think I like, like the mindset, my, like, I, I just, um, I like to win, but I hate to lose. So it wasn't really a big deal. Um, as far as like, I think I was more happy for the bonus. Watching all, I was, <laughs> the bonus I was happy. Yeah, I was happy watching all those fights and everybody telling me that, oh, that one wasn't that good. I think you're still in the running. That one wasn't that good. You're still in the running. So I think that was more like, I had more happy moments watching the fights and wishing for boring, other boring fights. Josh, did you watch this fight? I I believe I it was the first I, fight pay per view first fight of the undercard the very first oh fight. yeah then I did that's wild it, I think the mask also threw me off he fought, yeah, he fought Tony he fought Tony Kelly yeah um, uh, so so you're on a six fight winning streak um, but by the way Kai uh, your wrestling is insane uh, I had ever like are you the best wrestler ever from Hawaii <laughs> no not really I. I mean, there's guy, there's guy, there's been D1 guys that went. They, um, there's been D1 guys from Hawaii. I don't know if you guys know Travis Lee. He went to Cornell, um, I, and then I got some friends that went to like Iowa State and all. But um, there, I think that there's a little bit better wrestlers than me in Hawaii. Not uh, man, maybe not too much, not too much. Let me tell you, man. I, when I was watching the fight, I was like, first you kept, you kept coming. They were like, oh, you know. And he started slowing down, and I was like, and as soon as he started slowing down, he was kneeing the fuck out of him. I was like, yo, you got him with a couple great knees. I was like, yo, and I mean, you, I, would never, I wouldn't want to roll with you, motherfucker, because you, you're serious with your shit. You are, man. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. Now, you were the state champ of Hawaii? Yeah, I, I was. Um, I was like a two-time finalist. I don't know, it might not be a big deal to like all these mainland guys, but I was a two-time finalist in Hawaii. And I lost to a guy that my fresh, uh, my so my junior year, I lost to a guy that, no, my sophomore year is when I made it to the finals. Um, I lost to a guy that went to end up wrestling at Air Force, and he was a three-time state champ. Um, yeah, he wrestled at Air Force, and then I, I won my senior year. My junior year, I got hurt. But. And, and, and your dad is a football coach, and your brother played yeah. high receiver for the that, Yeah, at UH. Yeah, he played at U University of Hawaii. And your cousin's Ray Cooper the third. Yeah, so my um, – my dad and his mom is brother sister. Okay, so like Thanksgiving was just one big rumble. Um, not really. It's kind. It's kind of weird because I mean, we 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 kind of hard to have thanks big Thanksgiving. I mean, like really well Thanksgiving is not a year of fire. Like I was preparing for Bellator and he was preparing for PFL championships. So, I mean, it was the same. It's just like we weren't like picking out. Of course. Now, Josh, do you have any athletes in your family? Uh, no, no. I am the closest, and I am not. So. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 drives you to mixed martial arts? Um, I think. Um, I think because, oh, sorry. Is it? No, no. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, both of you, Josh, you go first. And then, and oh, okay. I think that I just didn't have the bandwidth and the 
interest in team sports to know all those stats and to know all of the stuff going on, like basketball, soccer, football wise. And, you know, getting wrapped up in both the story and the individual skills of one person was always fascinating because, you know, I think that fighting is the first and highest form of competition because it's just about imposing your will. So even when LeBron dunks on somebody, he's trying to do the same thing as like suplexing someone. Like it's just that fighting is a more straightforward way with less rules and there's no ball in between the will and everything. You're like the most brilliant fucking guy I've, I've ever talked to. Uh, thanks. Oh, that's, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, uh, Kai, what, what got you into fighting? Um, I like, you know, like how like a puppy, like once he gets to open his eyes, like he can see the world. I think like my moment like that is like once I could see like the world, I was like at like, I don't know if you know, like what Super Brawl was back in Hawaii. There was like a, yeah. like the pretty, like a pretty big organization. And like, that's like, that's all I could remember that. Rum on the Rock. Um, that was BJ Penn's organization. So like, that that's like, ever since I got out the womb, I can just remember going to those events. Like, that was Friday Night Lights. You know, like that was like the biggest thing for me. And um, yeah, from like five years old on, on, and it's been like a twenty-year journey. Like, like, like people say that you know they train all their life for like to get to the UFC, but I feel like I, I feel like I really did. It's not like I'm not just saying it like to say it. Um, so I, I seen like UFC fighters like like pretty frequently, um, and you know it's not like it's just now that I I'm finally here. It's more of a relief. Well, okay, so here you are now. You're 17 years old. You have two kids and you're married. 17. Um, so uh, no, no, Kai, how old are you? No, I'm 25. You're 25. Oh my God. But you but you got. Why do Hawaiians get pregnant? so quickly like i heard i feel like teen mom is like the norm over there like there's like <laughs> what's going on he ain't lying I, I'm, oh, not, I'm not lying what is I'm it lying is, is there no netflix out there or something like why are hawaiians getting pregnant so soon i have i have no idea um uh, now, yeah i don't know I, I have no idea now hawaiian women are off the charts fine Oh you know, my God! They're off the charts. They're, it's like they're almost—they were made in a beautiful lab or some shit. So do you get, do you get, do you get arrested if you don't have a kid by the age of twelve or something? Like, what? what? <laughs> I thought it was older. Fourteen. No, it just seems like did, uh, Hawaii. Right? Am I right? And you guys have huge families, like huge. Families. Yeah, we we do, we do. Like, are you an yeah. outcast for only having two kids? No, we, I mean, I'm getting up there already. Like, I have one coming in October. So, oh, okay. Oh, good. 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 But my my cousin Ray, he has he has like he's twenty seven and he has five already. <laughs> I'm I'm not lying. You no, guys no, are... it's true. No, I I went there and did a show. I I don't know. You know who Booyah Tribe is? Booyah Tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I've, I've seen that around. I've seen that. The, the the brawl down there, and I went down to do shows, and I stayed. And they just literally a, a family came. They saw me took me to their house, literally going through the, up, like almost up in the mountains and they had at least 30 kids. <laughs> but we all hung out and it was like for like two days and just fucking it's ate. Beautiful. They're the most, they're the most warmest, nicest people like, in great the time. world, but they have, a, they love to fuck and not use condoms. Um, but <laughs> like, it is, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Now you moved to Vegas. Uh, was that a culture shock for you? No. Um, I mean, we fry, we, we, we're in Vegas pretty frequently, um, Vegas and California. So I, not really. And I like, I kind of, um, it was, I'm pretty much moved here until I got into the UFC. 
So now I'm going back home. Oh, yeah, I'm right. I'm going back home. <laughs> now, Josh, are you out of L.A. or New York? New York. Yeah, so I live in Brooklyn. That's, I, saw, I saw you at the cellar. That's when I first saw you. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I used to, what, I, I used to live there and do shows. I'm, old, I'm an old comic. And, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, when I was doing shows there and I would come back and forth, there was a couple of castles and, okay, that was clever. Like, you know how you don't laugh anymore? You kind of watch people go, that was good. That was, that was really good. Now, Josh, are there any Republican or conservative writers on The Daily Show? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a handful of, I, I think that the ideas are more diverse than people think they are. No, they're not. Stop. You don't think so? <laughs> one, I'm just letting you know. They're fucking frighteningly stupid. Uh, I think like a lot of comics are conservative, but they can write liberal, and they can write for both, you know, they can write for conservative, and, I, and I'm wondering if there's conservative people that just know how to write great jokes for liberal, and they work on The Daily Show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that as long as you know how to write jokes, you know how to pivot, like, subjects and stuff, because the structure of the joke works the same. So even if you don't believe in the thing, you can write a joke that makes fun of someone who's either on your side or, you know, you don't necessarily have that many differing opinions from. I think that it's, it's if you're good at joke writing, it's easier to do than people think it is. I think if you get caught up in your feelings, then you can't, then it's impossible to like write a good joke that goes against what you believe. Hold up, how do you fix it right? I wrote for a couple shows. Um, how do you sit there and write with a dude, and then afterwards he goes and puts some kids in cages? I mean, how? how yeah, I mean, I think. Like, yeah, I like kids in cages. Hey, man, I got this funny bit about the wall. Yeah, I mean, I think that for for different people, there's going to be differing levels of uh, of intensity with it. I think that some people, no matter who you're talking to, just don't care about things. They're, are they're you guys people. all comedians? That's why. Yeah, these are all comedians. Oh. I no, yeah. I I I um apparently because uh, Adam, I'm a convict. Uh, I'm fucking with you, Adam. No, but no. Uh, yeah, long time ago. Uh, but he's obviously uh, Adam. You're kind of a comic slash. You can, you're a wrestler. You're a wrestler. Yeah, I wrestled in high school and college. Wrestled in high school, and I and I competed back in the day with uh, PKA. Uh, Josh, how many um, jokes do you write that don't get on the show? How painful is that? Are you like, ugh? It's not really painful anymore. I think I'm just used to it now. Because when I wrote it Tonight Show, that was my first experience with writing a ton of jokes every day and only having one or two picked every night. And so it's like, you, you just get used to that. At, at a certain point, you don't treat them like your babies anymore. They're just work, you know? And not, not to say you're not having fun, but you just, you know that if you wrote 80 jokes in one day, that conceivably all 80 of those jokes can't be on the show, you know? So it, it, you're going to have to get used to it no matter what, starting real, real quick. And I want to ask Kai a quick question. Kai, okay, obviously you, you felt like you were going to be in the UFC. You already knew you were going to be in the UFC. You just, I, and from watching you fight, I just thought, I, I know this sounds weird. How did you said that? I just thought, yeah, it's giving but man, the way you move forward. One, your movement fucked me up. Your movement is like the way it's it's almost it's almost like I see some boxers the way you move them. I wish you would move out of target right now. Huh? Go on. No, I'm saying so it, watching you fight, man, and watching 
other than your ground, I just felt like on fandom wise, man, it seemed like it's massive. Yeah, well, I for one, I didn't actually. I, you know, when you're trying to get to the UFC, you don't ever think you're gonna get to the UFC. But um, I, I mean, I knew I was good enough to be here, but I just didn't think it would happen, you know. And um, but it was just so it's much more of a relief rather than like a shock because I expected to be here. But um, as far as like my boxing and my movement, um, yeah, I think like my style best is just boxing and wrestling. That that's that's the way I like to think about it, like punching and takedowns. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I try not to get too fancy on the on like on kicking. I just try to defend kicks and um, yeah, just boxing and takedowns. That's just how I, that's that's just the way I think about about fighting in general. Now you did you, you took the fight on four days notice. So, how much weight did you lose? I was keeping my weight low, um, just just because I want like if this opportunity came, I wasn't gonna um, like pass it up. But I only lost like like ten pounds. Okay, That's so not bad. yeah, okay. and, and then, I fought July thirty first. And then you okay. wrestled. And you wrestled in college. Yeah, I wrestled at a, a small NAIA school in Nebraska, Midland University. Were you the only Hawaiian there? No, there's another Hawaiian that like brought us there, um, brought me there, and then um, like once I got there, I started bringing like more. Like my brother played football there, and he brought a bunch of guys there, and I, I like a couple other wrestlers came there, and like girl wrestlers too. So wow, so you that's cool. So you guys like took Hawaii and brought it to Nebraska, pretty much. And then like there are other schools in like Creighton. I don't know if you uh, you guys heard of Creighton. They had a lot of Hawaiians there, so we'd go there. Um, just to like hang out and stuff. And now you're at Extreme Couture. No, um, no, I was training at the like until I got the call. I was training at, like Venom Fight Camp because I didn't want to go to places that like possibly get hurt. So I was trying to stay like we're in, like in a smaller setting, you know, because I didn't because I didn't I didn't want to get dinged up and then I get the call and then like you know I'm going into going there with like little more injuries than I was already trying to recover from in the last fight. So Jake, you're back. We thought I asked you a question, you just left. What's up, brother? No, technical difficulties, man. It's weird. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So we're here. We got Josh Johnson, who's like a uh, hilarious comic, used to be in The Roots. Uh, and then we have, we, have, we have Kai Kamaka. Uh, who, he, he's a Hawaiian, but he wrestled in uh, Nebraska, which is where you're from, Jake Allenberger. Oh, yeah? That's awesome. I Thank actually trained, I trained with Jake a few times. I trained with his brother, Joel, at um, Premier Combat Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's awesome. Did you beat him? <laughs> No, I, I, I didn't. I think he was getting ready for a fight, well, one of his fights. That he was just in Nebraska for a bit before he went back. Oh, you hear that? Adam likes to try to start shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> you do, Adam. Um, no, I, what I was going to – the other thing I just want to ask, of course, because it's, it's cool for me to get this opportunity. What is it – I'm going to ask both of you, Jake and Kai, when I ask. It, like, like I said, when I watch you fight and I watch you guys fight, there's a naturalness about – like the way some people move forward and there's a staggeredness. So some people move forward, they kind of plod and you kind of just float into it. Do you, you like, and you got hurt, you got hurt. You definitely got cut a couple of times when you're cut and you're hurt. What is that one last thing you just go, you know what? You go back to the training or is it just fucking hard? Because a lot of times some people go back to what I learned in, the, in training in the, in the plan and other people go back to like, fuck it. It's time to bite down and just beat the shit out of this guy. Like, does that make sense? Which one do you do? Yeah, it, it, it's hard. I mean, one of the things, 
is, is you got to be ready for audibles and, and you don't plan to get, you know, you don't plan to get cut or see stars or, or have these, these things happen to you, but they do, you know, you forget, you know, you know, you, the mentality where you, you just got to be prepared for anything, but, um, you know, that's one of those things is, is emo, I mean, emotionally, you, you got to stay disciplined. You got to stay focused because it's easy to just say, fuck it. And let's start, you know, and just go. That's, that's really not, that's easy it, 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 to stay like strategic and, and try to stay kind of homeostasis in a way, you know, that's tough. It's hard to do, especially when you get cut or you get hurt. But, uh, man, it's, 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 it's one of those things you, you got to try to have some sort of a level head with strategy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think, I mean, being honest, I try, I mean, yeah, you got to stay in homeostasis as much as possible. But like for me, I think in this fight, once like, once like I knew I was bleeding, that's when I like, okay, I gotta, okay, I gotta just bite down because you know, you, you know, I, for me, I thought like blood, blood just, you know, that's, that's score, you know, that, that, um, that's points for the other guy. So, um, uh, I was just thinking, like, shoot, I gotta, um, I gotta just bite down and get going, and then, um, that's how, that's the, that's the, yeah, that's the switch that I had to make. I mean, if there was no blood, like, I'm not bleeding, then he hits me. It's kind of like, okay, you got me, but you know, there's nothing there, so you can kind of play it off. But once there's blood, it's like, you know, it, it kind of shows the, it could probably sway in the judge's way that, um, you know, a little bit more damage that way. So, Josh, you have any questions for Jake or Kai? Um, yeah, I guess I, okay. Mm. How do you, how do you increase your level of like power when you strike? I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, and this is on like a super minute level. This is like barely existent, but I'm starting to try to get into a little bit of Muay Thai and a little bit of boxing on top of the jujitsu. And I'm bad at all of it. Like, I don't like, I think there might be something wrong with my eyes. I can't, I, I can't even describe what happens because sometimes I start swinging and I'm not even close. Um, if you've ever watched the wonder years, it's like when Kevin tried to stand up to that bully and, and got like a full on stance, started with the power from the feet, used it to switch up in the hips and then brought that fist right into that bully's shoulder. And both him and the bully were like, what'd you just do? That's kind of how I fight. But I'm wondering, how do you, how do you gain power as you as you strike and as you get better at it? Well, Jake, you've knocked out uh, uh, Jake Shields. Uh, you've knocked out uh, Nate Marquardt. You knocked out Pele. Those are the three tough guys. Any any really tough guys? You want to answer these? Want to answer this question? Jake knocked I out. I mean, a it, you know, for me. Oh. Yeah. No, Jake. No. It's tough. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's one of those things where obviously your, your power, you know, is gets generated. So it's really, uh, and even like, I don't know, I can't look at myself like where naturally I could hit hard, but it kind of has evolved from like placement and timing. And I mean, you look like a guy like Israel, it's like, that guy hits and he can move really well and he doesn't get hit. I mean, but I mean, to just to basically increase like your punching power, it's, I mean, even like you look at boxing, it's a lot of like getting just repetitions, hitting the heavy bag, that kind of stuff. But 
Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's one of those things. It's kind of what what the you know what the goal at the end of the day is. So, is I think speed trumps power. You know what I mean? It really does. Isn't it with your hips too? The way you put your hips into it. Say it again. Don't don't don't, don't your hips help? The way you put your hips into a punch. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, your I mean, the hip to, the hip turn, the hip movement. I mean, that's that's a lot of where the power comes from. So, being able to you know there was, there was a drill that Boss Rudin used to do that I really. Um, that I really liked. And it was really just a, it was almost like you cross your arms. You're just, you're just turning your fingers, but you're using your hips and you're just, and it's really, really hard to do. Start really quick, you know, longer and, um, and more repetitions. But uh, that, that was a good drill for just hip turns. Kai. Um, yeah. I think I can answer this from a different perspective too, because I, I feel like I naturally don't have, that you know that knockout power so I mean this is something that my coaches are working with me is yeah just I mean the heavy bag um and um yeah I mean everything else like you know the weight training but then you also got to incorporate it with with the type of lifts that you do um yeah lots, lots of turning the hips and um yeah just sitting down on the heavy bag and like um, um yeah um you know just hitting the bag super hard. I mean, you gotta, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, I mean, you got, you gotta, you kind of have to have some of it, but I mean, it's something that you, you can definitely work on as well. Josh, wow. that was a great question. Any more questions? And you want to be our new host? Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say, I was going to tell you, Josh, a lot of times, uh, like I was being taught, it's how you pivot. It's how you mm -hmm. pivot your foot. It's pivoting your foot forward. So when you, you throw, it's your pivot and a snap on the end of your pivot. So it is your hip, but you still got to pivot your feet where you're pivoting it, where you're following through. And he used to tell me, uh, uh, Frank Friedman was one of the people, he said, you have to punch through, like if the person's head's here, you got to act like you're punching the head is behind them. So you got to mm -hmm. start trying to punch through. And I found that, that that was one, but then I still, you know, I still, still would get my ass kicked. But I mean, uh, but I, but I, when I did land, it, I could tell it was from what he showed me. Like, oh, punch yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Totally from what he told I, I feel like I'm going to be able to put all the pieces together when I get glasses. <laughs> that'll that'll actually be because because I I swear it's like I'm not even close. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's just like way too close or like way too far away. It's for you, though. It's it's not even. Here's the thing. I feel I feel like I can see, but I can tell from the way I live my life that I can't. Um, All right. Like a lot. Of, uh, the girls you bring home, are they like you think they're pens and then you see a picture? I'll, I'll give like you sixes? a full example. I'll give okay. you a full example. I was walking down the street, just going for like a daily walk. And then um, this little dog, uh, you know, ran across the street and, and started like licking my shoes. So I picked him up. And then this lady comes up behind me and she's like, hey, can you put my cat down? And I was like, what? And then, and then the dog meowed and I was like, oh, I can't see. Like, like I- yeah, like, that's, That would be part of it. Like I have Well, first of all, why, why does the lady have a cat out walking a cat? I mean, there's yeah, all kinds of fucking- This is fucking- Yeah, that's, she, that's but, way weirder, right? Right. <laughs> well, listen- no, I, when you say, and I was going to take the same since we are there, um, Mitts, just fucking that. I mean, that's that gets you sharp, especially with somebody 
telling you left, right. And they, I think that so it's not always just your sight. It is doing that over and over and over again. I think it's a repetition of it. True. Of course, of course. So Kai, yeah. who do you want to fight next? Shoot. I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I mean, I know everybody's going to be tough. Um, and I, I just kind of want to let the next fight play out. Maybe next two play out. Then I kind of want to start, you know, jotting down some names. But uh, right now, it's just bring me my next UFC fight. <laughs> wow, wow, that's that's, that's that makes some big headlines right there. Uh, come on, dude, give us a give us. We gotta. Oh, you're always starting shit. What about what about uh, 145, right? Um, yeah, 145. What about who's uh? What about O'Malley? He's 35. Oh, he's 35. Damn. Uh, who's 45? What about uh? What about Max Holloway? That's just my that's my buddy. Maybe like that guy that I mean he just lost, but like guy this guy Peter Barrett. I think that would be a good one. Yeah, hear that, Peter Barrett? You're fucking going down, Hawaiian style. He's gonna put a, he's gonna put a he's gonna put an apple in your mouth when he knocks you out. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about fighting uh, Andre Feely? Ooh, that would be a good one too. That would be a good one. Oh wow, that was a, that's a those are some fighting words right there. You hear that feeling? <laughs> Fucking. That would be a good one. <laughs> well, oh, you can see Jake, but all of the people who have kids understand exactly what Jake's doing. So Jake's driving his kids. This no, guy's been, have, this yeah. guy's getting a haircut. Our other guy can't see. And, and then Chang wants to talk about the good old days back in the 1920 when he fought guys in PKA. This is okay, quite it wasn't the 1920. It was the 1930s. Settle down. This is quite the podcast. We have a blind guy. A guy with a minivan and fucking and cops over here. Fucking one minute we're talking about Stepe in DC, the next minute Adam's talking about Antifa. Yeah, it's okay. Is- you know, like, how do you make that leap? Like, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, this has been a great podcast. Josh, any more questions for these guys? Um. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. When you, okay, this is, this is a tough one for me. When you've been hit, right? So you've already been hit in the head. How, how do you gather yourself to not just uh, leave? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like, because here's the thing. I'm not a shit talker. So all the fights I've been in really have just been like, it, it was, we we're at an impasse. You know what I mean? The fight's about yes. to happen. But mid-fight they'll hit you with a good one and you're like i don't know if i care enough about this anymore to keep fighting jake how do you not leave during the fights when you get yeah hit? i mean listen like when mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until you get hit in the mouth that's so true because like you're gonna get hit yeah kind of like we we're saying you gotta prepare for audible at the end of the day like when you get hit and you whatever you see stars you get dazed it's going to come down to how bad you want to be in there. You know, Gosh, it's, it's you easy to just kind of turn around. But I'll ask you a question for Josh. I mean, uh, this guy, Jake Ellenberger, he grew up on a farm. He joined the wrestling team in college without ever wrestling before. Never wrestled a day. Just walked onto the college wrestling team, which is fucking insane. Then he did bare-knuckle boxing at Pat Militich's gym with Tim Sylvia uh, with, the, with his buddies back in Iowa. And he, and he joined the Marines. Uh, and he's got three kids, and he's not married. Okay, so it's just that's the kind of person. All right, it's this guy, wow. Kai, this guy Kai Kamaka. Uh, his father was a fighter. His grandfather was a fighter. His cousin's a fighter. His brother's uh, a wide receiver. Like he had no choice. Okay, this, this, this is 
it was like a fight camp. It was like toddler fight camp back in Hawaii, right? He went to Nebraska to leave the family and everybody followed him from, to, 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 to kick his ass. It's a different type of person, okay? Josh, you're, you're a nice kid, you're, you're smart, okay? Somebody hits you, you're like, I'm out of here. These guys, they're, they're, they're born into it. It's a different, there's some shit missing, you know? Am I right, Jake, Kai? I think you have to be like, I mean, nobody likes getting hit first, but you kind of have to be used to getting, getting hit, you know? You have to at least be getting hit at least a decently um, hard, hard shots at least just to know that this is what you want to do. I mean, yeah, you're going to get hard a little bit in practice, but at least you live a bit more prepared for it. And then, yeah, there's times when you get hit. I mean, I'm not necessarily like I want to get out of there, but like, like, oh shoot, I better do something. You know what I mean? I better, I better get my wits back together and like, I better get moving or else more, more, more shots are coming. But I don't necessarily feel like that because I'm kind of already used to it. Um, if somebody hits me, I want to hit them back. So, I mean, yeah. not a person that gets a haircut in Target. Okay, during a pandemic, is the kind of person that like he's going to Target to get a haircut. Like who the who, the, is, fuck, who the fuck goes to Target to get a haircut? Uh, like, no, it's my, my, have- no, my buddy's in bar. He's in um barber school, so I had to meet him. He he moved from Hawaii, so oh, it's even yeah. worse. It's not even a real Target. fucking haircut. <laughs> he's, he's trusting his friend to give him a, t- a haircut in Target, who's in barber school. Uh, like like what are you guys in aisle four? Like, are you guys, is that even legal? Like, people just walking around you trying to buy shit? Like, what's... what's no, it's not Target. It looks like... It's not Target. Oh, it's not Target. Oh, I thought it was in Target. But it looks like, because we saw the pictures in the back, I thought, oh, wow, man, I need to pick up some pots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I think that, why, one, I, I wanted to say, Jake, it's, it's, it's very cool to even talk to you, man. I, 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 I've always appreciated your fights. And Kai, I think you got a whole bunch of good shit in front of you, man. If you got you keep that Thank natural you. movement. Man, I was like, I was sitting here with I was sitting there watching it and I was like, yo, he like you you move more like a like I think a lot of boxers move. It's not yeah. it's not MMA boxing. It's almost like moving. I think that that's why I, when you were closing the distance on that guy, I was like, yo, Tony, you in trouble, bro. Like, that's that not had a hard head. Tony was hard head, man. He no, he has a hard head, 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 but he was still getting, he was getting, he was getting pieced up. Dude, that's the haircut you're going with? Are you kidding me? Dude, he needs to go back to school. Holy shit. What is he doing to you, bro? Fucking, like a D minus, like at least. He hasn't even started yet, Adam. Dude, he's, oh, wow. All right. All right. <laughs> you go, all right. That's Adam, what I'm I'll, give, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the cut and you, it'll work. I promise. You look, you look like a, a Hawaiian lesbian right now. <laughs> and, and I wanted to say, uh, J- okay, Jake's uh, the sounds off. Can you hear me? Can you hear me, Jake? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I just want to say, man, thing about me doing this, even Adam being kind enough to let me on the show, is that I get to talk to people like you, man, uh, a fan, and I'm just, yo, man, you did, you did your thing, man. You, you, yes. You've always been like, I just, to me, it's like, you're hardcore with it. And he talked about your three knockouts, and I was like, those weren't knockouts. Those were demolishings. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, those were rough. And those were, they weren't no soft motherfuckers. They were serious. Jake Shields. I mean. Jake like, Shields, no joke. Nate, Nate Marquardt. And by the way, Josh, when you get glasses, make sure you give a pair to uh, it, this guy's, this guy's barber. <laughs> uh, because fucking, I, I think we're not the only guy who's, uh, <laughs> 
And you, what I was saying, you, know, you fought some serious motherfuckers and and and, and napped them. You just napped them. Uh, I just think we're better. So even supercuts is like, what the fuck's going on right now? All right, listen, people, uh, we got to end the show. Shit, man. Uh, Thank you. Hi, it was great talking to you, Kyboy. I appreciate that, man. I look Keep forward. Uh, uh, even though you won the fight, you're losing the haircut. Uh, Josh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Shang, you're the best. <laughs> it looks good, Kai. It looks good. What's that guy's name behind you? That, that's your friend? All right, thanks, man. You guys are great. Uh, take care and have a great week. Bye-bye. Sounds to hook you, Dorpo Tan. Tan, Stotan, Dorpo Tan, Borotan.